Anne. Anne. Kyle. What? Oh, shit. I forgot my assumed identity. Does it smell like Giles' cat in here? When did you buy all this chocolate? Mm, it's delicious. Whatever. I'm going to go listen to Fall Out Boy. I'm going to listen to The Fame by Lady Gaga. Nail me the name that I will hear you. Fame. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. I wish we'd never started this podcast. Done. You did not just delete all of our audio files. Whoa. This vampire looks just like you, but if you were into BDSM and green eyeshadow. Not having a podcast made us turn into vampires? D- anyway. Just it's, you, actually. It's time for my dramatic face heel turn. Kyle, put Stabitha down and step away from the cat. Can we just graduate already? This bit is going on really long. Just let me finish these Gavrock creatures. <laughs> In What does ingest mean? Anyway, Zach, we survived. Yeah, it was a heck of a season. Let's just take a moment or uh, the next hour or so. <gasps> hmm. <laughs> oh. Oh. Let's get this roast to cooking. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah, go. This week, the Buffy gays reflect on season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We'll discuss the journeys of each of our favorite characters, plus Xander and the story arc of the season. We'll go from missing our boyfriend to hiding him in some shackles while crunching the numbers and finding our overall season ratings. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the season as we eat some enchanted chocolate and wish ourselves into an alternate universe. So grab your graduation cap, have a last minute quickie in a van, and get ready to fight the mayor with your Buffy Gaze. Oh my god, he's going to do the whole speech. Evil. Hey there, Zachary. Well, hi there, feller. Well, hi. <laughs> well, well, hi. Welcome to my saloon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Annie Oakley, and this is my, my band. band. <laughs> Just, we'll wait for Zach to drink into the microphone. <laughs> this is a Coke Zero commercial. Refreshment brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero. How's it going, Zachary? It's going scramdamchalous. <laughs> I always look look forward to the ra- the made up word you're going to say. Mm. All words are made up. <laughs> uh, I just want to issue a formal apology to you and all of our listeners for saying the word "cummies" twice last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to tweet your apology tonight. I was editing and I was like, I cannot believe I did that. <laughs> Paul messaged me and he's like, he was like, "Cummies." <laughs> And then he hadn't heard of the song, so I had to send him the song. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. If you've never heard, (laughs) if you are not, (laughs) if you're not as uh, viscerally averse to the word cummies as I feel like everyone should be, uh, you should look up the cummies song on YouTube because it is wild. It is very wild. Uh, It is an artifact of early YouTube that I will cherish with all my heart forever <laughs> i had never seen it until you showed it to so me. so anyway now that i've said the word 20 more times <laughs> <laughs> i promise i won't in do the it apology again. i don't know if i can actually make that promise. liar you're a liar how dare you 
So let me go to copy of copy of copy of season one <laughs> recap outline. I've just been copying it every season and adding to it. So this week, of course, you've seen this episode. Wait, why are there what? three? Uh, I don't know, Zachary. <laughs> Does that make a, any sense? That's a good question. <laughs> My guess is that for season one, I copied it. And then I renamed the original uh-huh. to Kyle's copy. Uh-huh. And so the r- outline that we used to record that episode was copy of season one recap outline. And then uh-huh. I copied it for season two, copy of copy, and then season <laughs> three, copy of copy of copy. Yeah, anyway, that's the title of the doc we're using as our outline. That'll be the <laughs> that'll be the title of this episode. Copy of copy of copy of season one reflections. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, why is it three copies? <laughs> and why is it season one? <laughs> yes, so this is our season three reflections where we'll be discussing the season as a whole. We'll Who have a is that season I see? <laughs> yes, and uh, no, no spoilers until the spoiler section, mm. which you'll get a uh, Kevin warning for warning, warning, <laughs> warning. So don't fret; you will you will definitely hear an office reference before mm. we start to discuss spoilers. At least one. Uh, yes, <laughs> at least one. So before. We actually get into the discussion. Uh, we're going to be taking our regular hiatus in between seasons, but you will still have a couple of episodes in your feeds to tide you over until season four. We're going to be releasing two bonus episodes in the next several weeks. Two weeks from today, you'll be listening to us recap. Uh, I'm just going to say a Sarah Michelle Geller movie with Sarah, our friends. Sarah Michelle Geller vehicle. Yes, with our friends at uh, Scared Gay. Mm. And uh, a couple weeks after that, we're going to have a little uh, a little Buffy Gays game night that we're planning, mm. which uh, hopefully will be very fun. So two weeks from today, you'll have an episode. Two weeks from that, you'll have another bonus episode. And then two weeks from that, you'll be hearing... The Freshman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> season four, or as Zach exclusively refers to it, the college season. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's how that's going to be going. Uh, this episode is going to cover season three, our characters, the story arc, uh, just general reflections, and my favorite part, statistics. Mm. <laughs> we love a stat. We'll, we'll be breaking down our ratings of each episode. So, mm-hmm. Zach, to get us started here, and I'll stall while you swallow your beverage. <laughs> uh, what were you looking forward to revisiting in season three? Um, well, uh, I knew I was looking forward to uh, you know some of my fave moments, uh, like which were Doppelgangerland, uh-huh. of course, and um. Of course, the epic showdown with the mayor and the faith storyline. Absolutely. I was also interested in like watching episodes that I didn't like very much in the past. Uh Uh-huh. Like Amends. I had previously fully skipped that episode. I did Uh not. That was like a nope every time it would come on because I just did not like it. And then you watched it again and you still didn't like it. I still didn't like it, (laughs) but I appreciated it more. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then also same thing with gingerbread where like, <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm just remembering this this way in my head, but like, I feel like you like hate, hated that episode uh-huh. so much. 
And I, I, I also don't really care for it that much, but I enjoyed it more this time around uh-huh. than in the past. Uh, I just, I, for me, Gingerbread was about the same. Yeah, I was looking forward to, Faith was the biggest thing. I really was looking forward to mm-hmm. Faith. <laughs> there was so much absence of Faith in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. I was like, she might as well not even be there. Uh, that's why we had to have I'm Faith at the beginning of every episode after right. like Helpless or whatever. Uh, I was super... This season... I didn't expect this season to be as gay as it was. This season is super gay. Homosexual. So homosexual. Not just Doppelgangland, but also like all the... Fa- like every episode of Faith has some gayness in it. And I wasn't really... Uh, <laughs> I was... I knew there was some bisexual subtext, but I didn't realize how right rapidly word. it would become text. Queer. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I I would say a bisexual person... Uh, expressing their interest in a person of the same gender is a gay thing. A gay. A gay thing. I'm not saying that person is gay. A gay thing. It's just a gay. And also gay. I a mean, gay thing. Yeah, I I use gay and queer interchangeably. Sure. Unless, yeah. uh, unless of course, you ask me not to oh. do that when referring to you specifically. <laughs> I was also um, looking forward to uh, Willow advancing her magic. Yes, the magics. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was looking forward to uh, season. I was looking forward to this in season two, uh, like exploring through Buffy and Angel's relationship because I never really got it before. And then after season two, I still didn't really get it because they <laughs> didn't have a whole lot right. of stuff together. Uh, that it actually they actually have development and scenes that like show us them like talking with each other and connecting to mm-hmm. each other in this season, like substantially. So I was excited to see that. And I actually got to see it this time, there you which go. is nice. And every now and then they fall apart <laughs> and, uh, they fall apart for good question mark at the end. Who's to say, who's to say, I'm, I can't say, I'm, I'm not, I'm, sh- I'm not sure. We'll probably love every single love interest moving forward. If, uh, they don't get together. <laughs> Probably. Most likely. Uh, someone will be able to hold up a candle to Angel, right? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think it's... I don't, we shouldn't d- dig into that too much probably right now, but I um, I want to talk about at some point how I feel like s- uh, so much of Bangel, and I'm not like... If you're a person who is like a hardcore Bangel person, shipper, whatever, uh-huh. like I don't want to say... I don't want to bash it or anything, but I do feel like so much of the mystique of their relationship is the what could have been of it all. Right. As opposed to like what we actually got in the show, because what we actually got in the show was very like... Yeah, if they actually just it was like very had Ms. a Crumbs. happy... Yes, right. If they actually had like a happy, normal relationship, then people would probably be like, eh, this is boring. It was love kernels. <laughs> Love kernels, love droplets. Anyway. I'm a sexy fashion cactus. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy ex-girlfriend reference. Uh, I was also looking forward to Willow and Oz's relationship, which was kind of kind of the background until they had sex at the end. In mm. this, there was some well, there Beauty was the and the Beasts, and there was the cheating storyline. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, oh, forgive me. I forgive you. And but it was like it was a real kind of there. I feel like the thing of their relationship is that it's just kind of solid. Yeah, I, I, I it was it was fine. Except for the cheating part. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where their relationship goes forward to. Oz never made a decision about where he was going to college. Right. I don't think he said anything about it. Oh, it wasn't important enough to the story. For <laughs> I, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we caught to see a little bit of that. Was there anything that was particularly new to you? I do feel like 
just in general doing the podcast is like giving me kind of a new relationship to the show and like understanding and thinking about things in a broader way uh-huh. and looking at like more things like narrative and like why this happens at this point and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, it does give me a little bit different perspective thinking about it more critically. I feel like when I've done rewatches of this season in the past, because this is the first season we've watched that I've actually seen all of before. And I've rewatched it like one or two times. I never like, I've probably just not been playing complete, playing complete, paying complete attention. So many episodes of the season are just so good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, bam, 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 bam. Good episode. Good episode. Good episode. I was like, wow, this is like good at, Okay, episode, good episode, good episode, Beauty and the Beast, good episode, good episode, good episode, Gingerbread. So yeah, that was, that was in, I kind of go into a Buffy season expecting a couple stinkers and like maybe, I pro- I still like watching them and making fun of them, but mm-hmm. like, uh, they just, this episode just didn't have a lot of those and yeah. I'd never really realized the, that before. The stinkiest stinkers of this episode are definitely not like worst in the series. Absolutely. I agree. So let's move on into a discussion about the arc of this season. And I just want to go ahead and start by saying this season actually had an arc throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make like season two was like a little like bumbly at the beginning. And like there was a little Buffy Angel stuff, but not really a lot. And it didn't really pick up until like Halloween was a really good episode, and then like theme the themes didn't start to become really apparent until like Lie to Me, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the actual story of the season, besides Spike and Drusilla just being around, didn't start until What's My Line, I would say. And that kind of mm-hmm. like set off this whole chain of events that led to Angelus and stuff. And then once we get to Surprise and Innocence, we really get into gear. So it's kind of slow rolling for season two, but season three, I feel like had really distinct themes and uh, plot throughout, not just sprinkling the mayor through in there, but also I feel like the first half of the season had this like uh, this really uh, cohesive theme of like her, like Angel coming back and her dealing with that and uh, like all that stuff. Faith existing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second half of the season was Faith's, turn to the dark side and then dealing with the mayor and so it was really i felt it like the season was really cohesive with the plot that way like there was always something happening yeah well and it it really does blend really well because we start out with the fallout from last season right that's what yeah with with the whole angel thing with Anne, and then moving into faith which is also fallout from the last season because kendra was killed yes and so and yeah i i do really like how it built and how the mayor like you said was kind of organically in there and like you knew he was up to something and then Uh like eventually it just became more and more clear like oh okay this is what's going on and then also just like the dramatic irony of like knowing the mayor was behind a couple of those things Mm -hmm. and the characters having no idea right that was that was really interesting. I imagine the bronze forums back in the day during the season were rife with theorizing. <laughs> so rife. <laughs> so yeah, I thought this was a really strong season as far as uh, like plot and actual story goes, which I can't. The, the other the last two seasons were a little rocky. Like yeah, well, and I think too the mi- the minor character at uh, minor quote unquote, or you know the non Buffy of them all. Yeah. 
everyone kind of has a little bit more of a storyline. I agree. In this one, I mean, we got it in season two as well. It, it was, was definitely mostly like relate, like ooh, they're getting a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Yeah, now. season one was like, oh, it's a Xander episode. Oh, it's, it's our the, single Willow episode where she doesn't do anything. Yeah, and then I don't think there was a Giles episode in season one. Nope, there was a Cordelia episode. And then so then we get. The Giles, you know, then everybody starts kind of getting their own episodes and stories. Like we're getting more backstory for yeah. Giles about the Ripper days. Um, you know, we are uh, like we said, continuing Oz and Willow's relationship, and then we have the kind of weird <laughs> thing that is the Xander Cordelia relationship I and its implosion. Appreciate that Xander kind of took a back seat this season because after oh, yeah. the cheating storyline, he didn't really have a whole lot until the Zeppo and then not a lot after that besides um, a little bit of Cordelia stuff. Yeah. I really appreciate that after ba- or after Dead Band's party, he was most of the time not a dick to Buffy constantly. Yes, that was very nice. And I don't say I appreciate that he didn't have a whole lot of story because I hate him, which I do. Mm. But <laughs> I think he's a fine, an okay, like fine character. I I still hate him. I <laughs> the reason I hate him. He's okay. He's fine. I hate him. As a character, he's fine, and I hate that person that he is. But I say it because season one was like a Xander episode every other episode, it felt like. Uh, Really, there were only the two, but still. When you were the stand-in from the creator, right? Right. Let's let Zach drink into the... He he will move his head away from the microphone while he's talking, like (laughs) being as quiet as he possibly can, looking completely away from the microphone. But he will drink his drink directly into the microphone. Drink your butt. (laughs) But yeah, Xander, it was all like, ooh, Xander's in love with Buffy, and he can't have her in season one. And then mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of Xander in season two as well, with the same sort of thing with like him and Angel oh. and blah, blah, blah. Him being hung up on Buffy was like, it was like, I'm hung up on Buffy, I'm horny. Those were like his two characteristics, right. and that was it. And then they've given him more to play with now, and, which I well, appreciate. And also, so he has less of a focus in the season, and there, it focuses more on Willow this season, I feel mm-hmm. like, which is great. Oh, yeah. And, but also, like he still gets to grow as a character a little bit, mm-hmm. which is nice. So I really enjoyed that part of it. And uh, we'll talk a little bit. We'll, we might just skip our Xander discussion later because of this. But yeah. So also, I just wanted to point out some themes I noticed in this season. Mm. I've been thinking a whole lot about how this season has a really strong, like all through the season, there's this theme of uh, like duality and identity. Mm -hmm. So duality specifically, there's also obviously Buffy and Faith. And then there's uh, the wish, you know, which kind of shows us a double of all the characters uh, and what what could have been if circumstances were different Mm -hmm. and they've all, you know, changed and it shows us a, a different side of them. Uh, based on their circumstances we also have the zeppo which is sort of like how xander sees himself and uh how the group sees him and sort of like uh, how xander is able to do this whole like background thing while all this supernatural stuff is happening so some duality with xander there obviously doppelgangland with willow and vampire willow and obvi- I said Buffy and Faith already, I'm sure. But like mm-hmm. that obviously is a theme throughout the entire season. So that was a very interesting thing for me to see uh, like happening through the whole season. They really, it feels like they really, oh, and there's also Angel and Amends, Angel and Jealous. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and uh, there's probably some Giles. Giles in uh, Helpless. Giles the Watcher. Mm-hmm. Giles the Father Figure. Right. So a uh, big, big, huge theme of duality in there, which sort of ties into the other theme of identity I was talking about, which, you know, we start with Anne, Buffy assuming a different identity to try and shirk her responsibilities, and then you know, sort of progressing into the end of the season where she's kind of fully embraced being the slayer and having to make her life right. decisions based on it. And building on that too, the idea of the choices we make shaping us. Choices. And like, <laughs> yeah, choices. Those, like, those kind of determining who we are in the end. Uh-huh. Because so many, all of those things pretty much that you listed are about what those characters choose to do in the moment, right? Yes. Buffy chooses to embrace, you know, her destiny, her responsibilities. Um, you know, they, her, well, Angel chooses really for them, which we can talk about later, but they choose not to c- continue their relationship. Yes. Uh, Faith chooses to be let evil. her bad girl side go to and use Stabatha. To, yeah, grab the Stabatha and stab away. <laughs> Grab life by the Stabatha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so many choices. The mayor chooses to spend a hundred years becoming a demon. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he chose that a long time ago. It's true. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, all those examples I used for duality can also, I feel like, be used for the identity part. Like the Zeppo is all about Xander and his identity and how mm-hmm. he fits in with everyone and. Doppelgangland not only shows us two sides of Willow, but shows us Willow struggling with her identity and not wanting right. to be a goody two shoes and be stepped on. Right, exactly. It's this whole kind of like it's it's them coming of age, right, and becoming like stepping more into themselves. Yeah, it's like season two was like them sort of like they kind of took like big giant steps into adulthood in season two, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're still like moving toward it in season three, but it's a little bit more nuanced and like they're just going through a bunch of you know transitional changes as they exit high school. It's also really reflective too of like how you feel this growth so much, but then you realize like to how far you still have to go <laughs> when you right, yeah, especially exactly. at this particular point, like at graduation at the end of the season, it's like. We've come so far, and then it's like, oh, now I need to make money and live somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, you know all these other things, and figure out what I'm going to do with my life, etc. So now that I know I'm not going to be eaten, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. So and also, you know, the uh, that there's like the uh, what uh, from what you just said, there's just like it's sort of a thing throughout the entire series, but like the immediacy of like these things that are like bearing down on us and that we're thinking about so hard, like mm-hmm. high school, for example, and getting through high school mm-hmm. and the fact that once you get through that, okay, now there's another thing I have to do, but wait, there's more <laughs> and there's more and more until you die. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes <But> you die <laughs> by getting eaten by a snake. Sometimes you do it later. There's the, <laughs> There's this Downton Abbey line that Maggie Smith says, and I don't remember it exactly, but she says, she's like, life is in a series of crises, which we must solve one at a time until at last we die. (laughs) Perfect. No notes. Come on, Lady Grantham. So, so, so true. And that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you haven't hit your microphone. You haven't hit your microphone in such a long time. I hit the cord. Wow. The card. 
All right, so let's move on into our quick character discussions. Let's start with some recurring characters. I started with Spike, who's only in one episode of the season, and uh, hmm. I just, I just wanted to like revel in the fact that we got to see like this pathetic side of Spike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because we sort of saw it a little bit last season when he was uh, temporarily, you know, uh, injured. Uh, But it wasn't as egregious as it was in Lover's Walk. And I Mm -hmm. loved it so much. And we will be seeing Spike again. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Mm. Uh, Maybe it's just once. Maybe it's more times than that. Who knows? Who indeed knows? Uh, So just anything you want to mention about Spike? Yeah, no, I think... What you said, it really does. I mean, it hits it on the head. It's just fun to see him back, but it's also it's really funny to let see him, like, blubbering over Drusilla, fully just like basically letting the badass side of himself down completely. Uh-huh. Um, but even uh, the and this is the thing that I think is really interesting about Spike's character and that they explore, and that like he does have all these emotions and like the judge in season two said he was too human. Right. Yeah. But he also is still a monster. Well, yeah. Right. Because he Even fully he is like a blubbering, fucking pathetic crying, mess, and he's then he's like, like, "I'm gonna shove this bottle through your face if you don't do this." Right. For me. Exactly. And he's like, "I'm gonna fucking murder both of you." Yeah, that was insane. So we'll keep so. an eye on that one. He's a he's an enigma for sure. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to do, to include Jonathan and Amy in here. They didn't have huge, uh, huge parts of the season, but it was nice to see a little bit more from Jonathan and kind of like out his character a little in this mm-hmm. season uh and i love that there was another willow interrogation moment with him <laughs> yes <laughs> it was amazing very reminiscent of the uh of go fish yeah i forgot that that happened right uh so and he will be appearing again uh oh boy will he be appearing again uh oh my gosh one of my favorite episodes of season four uh <laughs> and then uh amy is there <laughs> She existed and turned into a rat. She didn't really get anything to do in that was episode. She, she wasn't just in Gingerbread. She though. was just was in Gingerbread. Yes. That's it? She was gone until... Ging- she was in an episode in season two. She was in Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Hmm. I was thinking there was some other thing she was involved in, but I guess that's nope. it. It's just Gingerbread. Wow. Uh, I mean, if I'm wrong, let no, me know, I'm everyone, taking you. I'm, I'm believing you. I'm pretty sure it's just Gingerbread. Uh, so, yeah, there's Amy and... <laughs> Amy will return for sure. Uh, another one of my favorite episodes of season four. Uh, Joyce. Joyce is still a recurring character, even though she has had a lot more to do in this season. Mm-hmm. Including Giles. This is where... <laughs> oh, bam. <laughs> Twice bam. on the hood of a cop car. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sickening, no. I feel like oh, we... I get that. <laughs> Sickening, no. So... Um, I loved, I feel like we've shown our Joyce love in the past two seasons while constantly criticizing her because she wasn't that great of a, like a mom in the past two seasons. Mm. Uh, She was struggling. She was struggling. And then she kicked her own daughter out of the house. Mm -hmm. But now we actually get to see where some of our Joyce love comes from because Mm -hmm. she does so many nice things in this season. Like she's like, we see her struggle and we see her trying. We also see her like understanding Mm-hmm. I was really glad once we finally got past the, oh, you ran away, boo, it's all your fault. I didn't kick you out of the house. Right, yeah. Once we got past that, and I was happy. In Joyce's defense, literally no other character took any kind of responsibility in what happened. Yes, to Buffy. right. Just Buffy. They were all just yelling at Buffy. Exactly, yes. It right. was completely ridiculous. Anyway, so it wasn't just Joyce. 
It wasn't not just well Giles. Just Joyce. Just Joyce. (laughs) Giles actually, I take that back. Giles was the only person being like a human being. Yeah, he was kind of nice to her about it. Yeah, so uh, lots of nice mom moments from Joyce. I'm excited to see uh, how she progresses as Buffy goes to college. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. Uh, all right, so let's move on to our ma- more main, more main characters. I started with Cordelia because she kind of she had a lot at the beginning of the season, and then not a lot after that. Yeah, and then she sort of after Lovers Walk kind of poofs mostly. Yeah, she because they they amends. give us like big or I mean uh, the wish. Yeah, she gave they gave us big character dumps for her, and mm-hmm. then just like left her alone until we got a tiny bit from her at the end of the season. So she did progress a little in her like admitting her love for Xander. I do feel like her. Well, that happened in season two. No, that was in Homecoming, episode five, season three. She said, I love him. Oh. I'll never get to tell him I love him. I thought you meant like. No, no I'm not talking about the, up to the Cordettes. No, 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 no. Uh, no, anyway, um, I really appreciate her arc too. Like her growth as a character from, I like if you look all the way back to season one, where mm-hmm. she was is like just essentially this just kind of bully. And, um, and then, you know, season two, she was kind of that and then had the weird, like, hate fucking Xander thing. Right. And then um, in this season, she goes from, like, kind of, like, googly over Xander to Xander cheats on her. Fuck you, Xander. I never want to see you again. And she kind of, like, disowns that whole group for a while. <laughs> but She then, disappears until a hot Englishman comes. But she just kind of, like, she does, like, well, but even before that, though. Uh-huh. she's still around and she like is still there like as a friend to Buffy like in helpless yeah when she's fighting with Giles and in gingerbread and when she uses the fire, fire hose and so she like she sh- she shows her development in that she doesn't just completely say fuck you guys yeah. and never talk to them again she mm-hmm. like she's like okay well Xander's a dick but I can still be friends with them and right still help and plus she know she she knows what goes bump in the night so she yes and she's always there to help which is right. uh, it's nice and uh i just want to give her a little send off uh goodbye cordelia we will not see you in a single other episode of buffy the vampire slayer uh because you're moving to la to become an actress mm, an actress and you will become entangled with mr angel your idea of what is not spoiler and spoiler is always interesting to me. Well, that's the first episode of Angel, which we're not covering until we finish Buffy. So, I know. I just mean in terms of this series, though. How do we, the people who are seeing the first time, don't know? Oh, well, I don't consider it a spoiler that someone never returns. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, I don't, I don't want to leave them on. It's just like not part of a part of the right. I wouldn't want to leave someone on like pins and needles waiting on a Cordelia <laughs> What's episode. Cordelia coming back. Right. Uh, so Never. just to send off, uh, do you have a favorite Cordelia moment you'd like to share, Zachary? My favorite Cordelia moment is uh, when she stands up to the Cordettes in Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Very my nice. second favorite Cordelia moment, actually, no, my favorite Cordelia moment is when she fucking scares the shit out of Lyle Gorch. <laughs> And then, and then after that, the witch bought it in bewildered moment. I think for me, I still like it just cause helpless. It, huh, yeah. It just, cause it really sticks with me is that moment where Buffy's like, they're fighting essentially still. Right. Cause helpless is not very far from 
uh, Lover's Walk. I don't remember. Uh, the Lover's exact. Walk is like eight or nine, I think. It's right after The Wish. It's just a few episodes later. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so she and Buffy's like, can I, ha- will you help me basically? And she's like, of course. And like, just without hesitation. Yes. And and immediately I, after I dropping, uh, you, you know, a very funny joke as usual. Of course. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to, but Angel. if the world is ending tomorrow, I'm going to need a note. Yes. Let's move on to Angel, another <laughs> character leaving the show, although he will make some appearances on this show in the future. No longer a regular. Uh, what a journey Angel has had in this season, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went from he feral monster to regular monster. From naked guy on the floor. Naked. <laughs> we got to see a lot, a, a two or three shots of his butt in the beginning of the season. I was yes. happy about that. They really developed his butt. <laughs> He's been doing some squats. Mm. Uh, it was it was nice to see some actual angel stuff in this season. Yeah, I do sort of wish, and I mean, like, okay, I'm not saying like they didn't lay any breadcrumbs for this at all because they definitely did. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a slow breakdown of their relationship. Yeah, instead of just kind of like all tumbling down at the end. And I mean, it's a strong choice, I guess, to have him just end it. I just, I just hate that it's like so. Takes, actually, it just kind of takes agency away from Buffy in that moment. And it's just like, true. I don't care what you want. I don't want to be with you anymore because I want to protect you. And like I, I understand it, and I, I'm not saying it's like invalid. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't mind it too much. It's just kind of one of those things where, like, you know, sometimes everything just happens all at once, mm-hmm. everywhere. And sometimes, no matter what you want, you know, other people are going to make their decisions, right? And no. you know, maybe it's because they think it's what's best for you. No, I mean, like, it's still real, and it, like, it's. I'm not saying it doesn't make any kind of sense. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't like it, like, not as a writing choice, but it's just like, mm, I Sto- wish. Just story wise, story wise, I just wish that it had been a more mutual thing, or like, like there had been elements of Buffy kind of being like. I don't know. Maybe this isn't the best thing for me. You know what mm. I mean? Something. But I then know what you it, mean, and I understand your desire. But but it does I make personally it. Personally, don't believe that would have made any sense. It would have made it less of a gut punch for That's sure. That's true. But it the gut punchiness is it. part of part of what makes it great. I know. That's, that's what I'm oh. saying. Yes. But well, there's so there's that relationship stuff. He doesn't really get a lot of development in the back end of the season besides the relationship stuff. But he does get a whole lot in amends, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed amends for that aspect particularly yeah. that we got to actually look into the we've been told angel is a tortured soul but we didn't really get to see it until like it why ends. yeah and i think it's really fun first of all getting to see um david boreanaz play angelus oh yeah like he does it so he does the switch so well yeah I, it, it was nice to see in enemies as well mm-hmm. so very fun. Even that fake Angelus in that one. Yeah, so I do feel I feel like the show sufficiently developed. Like after season two, if you told me there was going to be an Angel spinoff, I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, then, but after season three, like I'm kind of hungry for Angel. And they do sort of not just thirsty like usual. <laughs> um, they they do also sort of like kind of drop little bitty nuggets here and there. About like I love that I've gotten you saying nuggets. Why have (laughs) (laughs) 
And you didn't start the word nugget. Yeah, but I'm the one who started on this podcast. Sure. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Nugget Boy. So <laughs> what That's I, my superhero name. What if <laughs> I can turn anything into a chicken nugget. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anyway, uh they they dropped this little kind of these little little tiny breadcrumbs about like his destiny and that he's got something else. Yeah, we still don't know why he came back, how he came back. They're, they they do not discuss it at all. Yeah. There, there is literally no discussion I want to say Buffy there just might chains him up with his in immense, mysterious but... pants that he found. Right, right. And, and he they... was like feral but needed pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. And I don't actually, I can't remember if in, I've only seen season one of Angel and I can't remember if that question is even answered in the first season of Angel. So uh, I can't wait. It's going to be so long before we watch that. Mm. And I'm going to keep it like I'm not going to watch it until we do it for this podcast. I've only seen season one. Mm. So are you ready to move on to the mayor? Yeah, the mayor. The mayor. He's more minor than the other two, but he was not a character who's, you know, leaving forever. He's simultaneously more minor and more major. Yes. right. (laughs) So the mayor... Uh, Enigma. The mm. mayor is very interesting. He's just kind of this affable guy for a while. Uh, with you know, we see little little instances of him, him losing losing his shit as toward the end. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, but like the fifty sitcomness of him all, of him, but then juxtaposes like he's like, <laughs> well, guess I better go eat some babies. Right, like, kind of like the way he's just so chipper <laughs> and yeah. then doing these horrible things uh-huh it's and a really fun yes yeah, he's always it's always a treat to see him on screen he's like pulling strings behind the scene the whole season uh since like faith hope and trick and mm-hmm. so it's nice to it's it's really nice to have a villain who is actually you know affecting the plot of episodes throughout the season right yeah <laughs> not trapped <laughs> in a in a a cave. An underground candlelit church right. emerging from a pool of blood. Just or, kind of uh, being there, shaking his fist just, up at the, or just at the uh, ground. Existing ah. inside a sold man for half a season. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I really love the mayor. And like the, I really didn't expect to actually believe that the mayor cared about Faith at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I was totally ready to be like, he's just like being manipulative and it's just because he's lost this tool that he got. But, like, I did actually believe a little bit that he might actually in some way care about Faith at the end. Despite the evil. 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 Which will bring us to the woman herself, Faith Lahane. Or I always I, forget that's her last name. Yeah, as I, as I like to call her, Elijah Dushku. Do they ever say that? I don't. I I want to say maybe it's on. it's, like, written down at some point. But I don't think they say it out loud. Yeah, I don't think it is ever said in the entire series. I I, feel th- I could be wrong. What I, one thing I appreciate about appreciate about the show is that like basically every single character has a first and last name, mm-hmm. and it's established at the beginning, even if you don't know it. because uh, like Oz, we I, they might have said his name, but his name is Daniel Osborne. Right, they have said that. Uh huh. And so it's it's interesting to I, I actually like I feel like you don't always get that, so it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Faith, the woman herself, I feel like they could have done, they could have explored Faith's character more. 
I feel like a lot of her development happens off screen. <laughs> you don't, you don't really like that whole time when she's like at between revelations where she's just kind of like on walkabout or whatever they call right. it. <laughs> um, it's, I think there, there's, I don't know. It would have been interesting to sort of like get some, even if it was just a quick little, you know, snippet or flash or something of like mm-hmm. what she was doing in that time to like, you know, her inner monologue, because it does seem like, to me, I do feel like her heel turn is a little abrupt. Yeah, and they focus a whole lot on her, like, going evil and going to the dark side and, like, the bad stuff. But in you kind of, they kind of set this expectation in Faith, Hope, and Trick where she's, like, she's scared of k- kissing toast. <laughs> she's Taquitos? like really scared and she's really affected by the death of her watcher. And mm-hmm. like, it's this really sympathetic thing about her and this thing that kind of makes you understand her behavior in that episode. And then they just kind of don't do that anymore after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, she does get bet- betrayed by Gwendolyn post and like, she's like, Oh, am I not one of their friends in revelations? Mm-hmm. But like, that's like this tiny thing. And like, they don't bring and, it up again. Well, and to me, this is how I always took it before, and I, I do feel a little bit differently now. I always took it as this thing with Gwendolyn Post and planting this idea in her head that Buffy has her friend group that doesn't include Faith mm-hmm. is the whole like thing that started all this. Yeah. And I mean, I do still kind of, I guess that is still kind of there, but it's not as, in, as much, I think, as it's, I used to give it right, credit for. Right. Yeah. So... <coughs> That's it's interesting because I feel like she's more sympathetic at the beginning, and I guess obviously she'd be less sympathetic when she turns evil. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they could have there could have been a little bit new more nuance had with the way they treated the character, and she will return in the future. I mean, uh, she's only in a coma in this, and like we mm. will figure out she what happens did. with that coma. Yeah, I um, I enjoyed. I I did. I love. Uh, first of all, Elijah Dushku's portrayal of Faith oh, yeah, is absolutely. so amazing. And a, a lot of the writing for her is really good, too. I do like, to the idea of... It was really cool to explore this idea of this super-powered person who is supposed to be this force of good, mm. but then you're just kind of like, but the wait. Dark Slayer. Well, but even, like, beside that, just being like, but why? Right. Why is she? Why does she have to be this force of good? It's like, oh, because he's, like, old white guys in True. fucking England yeah. tell her she has to be mm-hmm. and kind of just kind of being like, I don't have to fucking do that. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, I'm going to help this snake guy eat people instead. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like, I want to live my life because it would have been interesting if they had tackled it from an angle of her being like, I'm actually kind of afraid that I'm going to be killed by these super powerful evil forces. So why don't right. I just be one of them? And then I don't have to also live by all these stupid rules. True. So like, um, which I mean, I don't think that's not there. But they don't. They, they don't. don't really, they don't dig into it uh, much past that. Yeah. So episode, like you said, they gave us enough. I feel like to be interested in her and to not completely believe that she is evil necessarily. Mm-hmm. And like she kind of ends on a sympathetic note with her like being so beaten up and sad in that coma and Buffy kissing her forehead. Sad coma. But who doesn't feel bad for somebody in a coma? <laughs> right. And there could have been there could have been some meteor stuff with her. Let's move on to Giles. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a ton of Giles development, but where it like quantity, but when he does develop, it's like in big chunks. Mm. Much sass. 
because he's like regular Giles at the beginning. He's like the supportive dad and he's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just like, just in general, like a father figure. And we see a little bit more of him, uh, like uh, where he's come from. Some like uh, previous character development in Band Candy mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and then we get to Helpless, and it's like big chunk of character development, right? Well, and in character development, in that he like has this a big choice again, like we were talking about. Uh huh. Like I can go along with this thing that I think is obviously wrong, which he did for some time. Yeah. But then he's like, no, this is too far. I can't fucking do this, and. A little bit too late, <laughs> right? But, much, but still, much, much too late. Well, but, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. He did end up saving her in the end, I guess. Well, did he? Yeah, he went. He went and killed that other vampire. After oh, he did. You're right. He came in and what's killed. What's his name? Zachary Kralik. Yeah, yeah. What's his? Book? Yeah, he killed the. <laughs> he killed the. Uh, the uh, hot, uh, mm-hmm. the hot carpenter watcher intern right. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of that guy's name right now. But yeah, I um, he then after that sort of spends the rest of the season. It Just seems being like sassy. Well, but he also seems like he spends a lot of it trying to like make it up to Buffy by just True. being super yeah. super supportive and of her all a, the time. Like, and a bunch of it happens off screen too in the Zeppo immediately mm-hmm. afterwards, and we don't yeah. get to see it, which I honestly kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then um I do like though that I it would have been I mean I it would have been I guess interesting to explore but I feel like it would have been hard to watch like a her and him fighting for like a whole like, uh, arc of the It would have been cool to see a conversation. Yeah, or like some remnant of it a little bit or something. Right. But I don't know. I do like the sassy Giles that we got. That was very yes. fun. And the just fucking over it all the time Giles. Oh, I didn't put Wesley in here. Let's go ahead and talk about Wesley. Sure. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. He's a big old snoot in with the Watcher's <laughs> Council. And then at the end, he kind of bucks the Watcher's Council and like goes to help them, which is nice. Yeah, I, we get that turnaround in Graduation Day part. Uh? Wait, <laughs> or duh. Duh. Duh, yes, duh. And yeah. uh, he's telling them that the Watcher's Council doesn't want to help. And right. duh, he helps. Is that the one where he makes that weird symbol with his hands? And he's like, I forbid it. Yeah, that's the first one, yes. And, uh, I think yeah. so. Anyway. Yeah, Wesley is an interesting character, like, um, who we will um, potentially see more of. Uh, yeah, at some point we will see some more Wesley. And um, and I'm glad because I feel like the way he ended the season uh, made me want to see some more of him. An interesting thing about his character is that he pretty much almost always makes the worst decision. <laughs> right, exactly. Especially in consequences. Yeah. Oof. That was like, bad, Wesley. Okay, so Faith is in distress. And like, well, and it's because he's relying on this, this. Uh, the Watcher's Council institution that's the word i was trying to think of uh-huh. that's just so clearly defunct and like doesn't have any idea what it's doing right exactly and in relationship to human humanity who it's supposedly defending like the people who know her and have been working with her all this time like are trying to help them and the watchers council is like no arrest her yes put her in chains and drag her to england somehow that'll make sure she's on her side and on our side and the again future. they just send three dudes <laughs> oh like, god no they don't have like a she breaks tr- out immediately they don't okay first of all i just want to point out that the like concept of a tranquilizer gun is just complete 
bullshit anyway. <laughs> but since we have one in the show already, like they don't trank her, they don't do anything to like subdue her other than put her in some like it is chains that they bought at wild. Walmart, I guess. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what is the budget, guys? Uh-huh. It'll be interesting. Uh, I can't remember if there are any Wesley and Faith interactions in the future. It'll be interesting mm. if uh, those happen. Uh, I, I truly do not know. Um, <laughs> I actually don't really remember. Uh, I'm thinking of a couple episodes where it might happen, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Wesley sucked, and then he sucked a little bit less at the end, and we want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just gets clotheslined and he just falls down and like then ruptures a disc or something but hey he puts his body on the line uh he does the watchers council's orders which is he pretty does. great yeah and he right and after they refuse to help angel he finally kind of realizes oh these people actually suck yeah uh yeah this so good for you wesley let's mm-hmm. move on to our th- phenomenal three our th- our th- Thurpees? Are thrupees? I'm trying to come up with an adjective that starts with the. The? The. Thra? Thra is not an adjective. Thrup? Just, no, just the, an adjective. So I'm oh, not, like an actual word. I'm not making up a word. I thought you were trying <laughs> to portmanteau something. Our uh, the thalassophobia. Nope. Our thimble. Trio. No, TH, Zachary. Why is that to be TH? Because it's three. I'm talking about the sound, not the letter. Anyway, our, Whatever. our three fantastic o. three. <laughs> Let's start with Willow. Mm. Oh, I figured you'd want to start. Make this, uh, <laughs> just make it like a turd sandwich. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Willow. Um, yeah, like Willow definitely has some uh, expansion and some growth in this season. She, um, I feel like this... Uh, and or no, so and um, Dead Man's Party is kind of um, correct me if you can think of anything. It's kind of the first time we see her be kind of a shitty friend to Buffy. Yeah, I think I would say so as well. Which is nice to have some ups and downs where like she's just not like perfect all the time. Right. Exactly. Um, and makes mistakes. You know, it would be you know. I say I I feel like again we're forgiving all this and then you know we yell at Xander for everything but well I'm fine the one thing that I do not forgive is her standing up Buffy on their little date uh for the espresso pump like I understand mm-hmm. like knowing not knowing like exactly how to express your feelings when you're feeling some type of way right but like to make plans with her and then just not go and not call or anything pretty rude it's like yeah that's kind of shitty. Yeah, no. Um, other than that episode, and then I guess the whole like Xander storyline, which uh-huh. barf. Um, you know, I think Willow has some really great development. She does also have the Barfy development, which makes it's for development uh, as well. Yeah. yeah, which makes for a more dynamic character. Uh-huh, I agree. So, and uh, I and really, I do want to say Xander went that way too. So he has become more dynamic, which is why we liked him better this season. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so. I liked her exploring the magic. The only good part of Gingerbread was her relationship with her mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was very, like, fraught and fun. Uh-huh. And uh, the whole, like, oh, the <laughs> you cut your hair. Yeah. In August. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was so funny. And uh, anyway, that, her relationship with Oz, the, um, her kind of, like, development, too, into, like, 
I guess she was never really like a super scaredy cat. Like I guess at first she was kind of like more timid in like the earlier season one. Uh huh. Uh, but like now she's just kind of fully like in her own right, kind of a badass, and is just like, right. Well, with in- her thing with Faith, where she's just like, "Fuck you." Yeah, she's, she's like, I'm not going to be afraid of well, you. Well, and we saw that popping out in season two as well mm-hmm. in What's My Line Part Two when she stakes that vampire. Mm-hmm. Hold him hold him down for me. Right. Uh, yeah, and then, well, we obviously have Doppelgangland, where, which is where a big chunk of her character development this season happens. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I, you know, I want to stand my ground a little bit more. I want to not be walked all over. I want to, you know play more with magic maybe i want to do dark magic i'm not a little girl mm-hmm. and uh you know i feel like some of that banana o- if i want right some of that overcorrection perhaps is not the best for her but she wants to you know explore a different side of herself That's, and it's real too right right that's yeah, so exactly. relatable to like i'm gonna do something extreme and oh yeah <laughs> you're like oh too much too much Absolutely. dial it back dial yes. it back and then her like big moment at in choices where she's like i want to stay here and i want to help you fight evil and it's not just because of you it's because i want to fight evil which is like a mm-hmm. huge decision that she made and explore the magic even more she could have she could have fucking she could be working for a software company right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she got offered a job. She probably in, would have stock uh, options in healthcare. Right, exactly. She could be 17 years old fucking programming iPhones. <laughs> it was a little early. In 1999. <laughs> So yeah, good for Willow for choosing the fight against evil. I couldn't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I would probably choose to become a more powerful witch if I had that option. <laughs> that's. I think that's a bigger part of her choice, honestly. Oh, interesting. Than evil. I mean, she says that. Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to explore. You know that decision. Let's move on to the turd of the turd sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Xander. <laughs> uh, but Zan- he's not like as like he's not he's as better stinky of a turd. He, he's a, he's a less. It sat in the litter box a little while. It's hardened. <laughs> uh, yeah, a crusty old turd. Uh, he did suck at that. Like in uh, Dead Man's Party, obviously he was a gigantic fucking asshole. But everybody did suck in that except Giles. That's true. But he was the worst. In he my was opinion. absolutely the worst. Uh, most people don't have a gray hair or boy troubles. Fuck you, Xander. Shut the ass up. Uh, yeah, he is a And then in turd. Faith, Hope, and Trick, where he's like, ooh, tell us more about you being naked. I was like, oh my God, Xander, shut the ass. Oh, I hate you. And then there's a whole cheating storyline. Uh, you know, again, which is character development. It makes him a shittier person. Like it, it did it did Willow, but Willow was already like not Willow like, was as like shitty a better. person. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> it made him worse. Yeah, it... it <laughs> It's also like the whole relationship thing with them. And I think part of us being like barf every time. Uh-huh. Is, well, I mean, the reason for us being barf every time is him, first of all. Well, and part But of it's also because it's like yeah. she was mooning over you for so exactly, long. Exactly. That's what I was and going to say. Once she has a boyfriend, then you're like, you're so high. Right. He literally almost you. kissed her in when she was bad. Like, in. Uh, yeah. That's part of what's so irritating about this whole thing. Like, they never talked about it. And that's kind of on both of them. But like Jesus Christ, Xander! Like, mm-hmm. but then after that, he kind of took a back. I felt I feel like he took a back seat a little bit. Like, it was nice to see that he wanted Cordelia back, and mm-hmm. then he was like, "Who even cares?" And it's like, okay, well, but that was like a front, yeah, which exactly. we knew. But then also, it's like confirmed, <laughs> and then, yeah, 
I I I appreciate. I feel like there was, like we said earlier, more sides of him. Right. Like, I feel like his two big character moments in this season are the Zeppo, where he decides not to tell everyone about his little detour, mm-hmm. which is uh, like I feel like season one Xander would have snapped to telling them about that. And you see him grow up a little bit in like his whole like, oh, sort of. It doesn't really last, I guess, in his Cordelia versus him thing. Right. Uh, the second one I would say is uh, choosing not to mention that Cordelia had to work mm-hmm. and buying her prom dress for and her and buying her prom dress for her. That was very sweet. That was a very that was the best Xander moment so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's saying a lot. But it even if he had had good moments, that would have been up there. So congratulations, yeah. Xander. I feel like overall Xander improved and and he recognizes Angel's importance to Buffy at the end, and he's like. Uh, he's wait yeah because he tells her the like he got away i i saw him at the end or something or something oh like yeah that. yeah yeah and uh that's very nice and the whole thing where he's like hey buffy like i don't want to advocate for you know the enemy but maybe you shouldn't kill faith that was a that was a good friend thing yes to do. and a good character thing like, yeah so good the, on you xander you this is a bridge a too far for you buffy moment where mm-hmm. he's trying to pull her back from the abyss yeah no yeah that is a really great moment for him so too. who perhaps this uh this upward trend will continue into season four I'm maybe he'll just be litter <laughs> he won't even be the turd part <laughs> he'll he'll upgrade to crusts <laughs> the crusts of the sandwich all right let's move on to the woman of the hour buffy summers the duchess of buffonia herself uh, buffy didn't really have any character development this season you think Nah, she was pretty much the same from beginning. <laughs> uh her hair certainly had some ba- some character development Oh, it's, she had some, ooh, the hair journey. The bu- for, well, the Anne kind of streakity thing uh-huh. to the bangs. The highlights. Yeah, we got the baby bangs. And to now we're kind of in this, uh, her kind of like mid-length era. Sarah Michelle Gellar like, did an interview at one point where she was like, whenever my daughter wants to get bangs, I just show her this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh yeah, uh hair hair journey we love. Uh so just it's it, it would take a whole episode to talk about all of Buffy's character development in the season. And obviously she's the main character, so she has the most and it just feels it's just so uh it's just really nuanced, it's really dynamic and like every episode I feel like I'm learning more about her. But like she has this arc of the beginning, like s- accepting that she has to come back and she has to help and uh, she can't just hide who she is forever because uh she's go she wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh which Chanterelle helped her uh Lil- Chanterelle Lily Ann right <laughs> helped her with uh Sister Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and she have many names. And she moved into like the fear of telling anyone about Angel because mm-hmm. like she has the whole conflicting feelings about that, and then progressing into like sort of being in a relationship with him again, uh, while also like trying to figure out her future and the SATs and stuff. Can I just say, I feel like she was completely justified in not telling anybody about Angel. I like they instantly just want to kill him. That's true. And so, and she thought, I'm sure that's what she was thinking. Like, they're just going to kill him, but I don't know if he's evil or not. I don't know if I would say she's justified, but I completely understand her decision and don't necessarily believe it was completely I wrong. do think she probably did wait a little bit too longer than she strictly yes. needed to to tell anybody. Yeah, immediately, but, definitely, completely justified. 
uh, after like a week or so, maybe tell them. But yeah, like, I mean, for her to at least sit there and say like, okay, let me just figure out like, is is this feral naked man evil? Right. <laughs> or is he like redeemable? And, and is he going to be, you know, whatever? Is he angel? Because she didn't know, of course. I guess none of them knew except Xander. Right. Well, no, Xander didn't know either. Xander knew they were doing the spell. No, Buffy did know because he... He came back at the end. Yeah, Buffy. And was, they talked. That's right. And only no, Buffy knew. That's what I was trying. Yeah, to Yeah, Buffy say. was the only one who knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know one. what you were talking about at first, and I was like, I was. Yeah, sure. Let the spell worked was what I was yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, go yeah. for. Only Buffy knew. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, and admitting that was yeah. a whole part, or telling people that was a big part of her character development. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and like learning. Oh, sorry. Well, okay, it's, and then we go into the back half of the season where, like, she's interacting more with Faith and uh, sort of engaging a little bit more with her Slayer identity and uh, sort of recognizing and admitting the fact that, like, some of it makes her feel really powerful and mm-hmm. she likes parts of it. And uh, then, you know, immediately getting burned by Faith after that. Well, and also getting burned by Giles and oh, yes. experiencing, like... This the huge rite of passage when she turns 18, like obviously this symbolic moment of her entering adulthood as a woman. Yeah, and a bit like and this huge betrayal of this father figure, but then also the complexity of that whole thing. That's one of the most interesting parts of the season to me. Yes. And then finally, like this really rash decision she has to make at the end, uh, that she chooses to make at the end to kill Faith and then the immediate regret about mm-hmm. it. And then another rash decision to maybe die at Angel's hand and make him drink her blood. She's like, oh, no one likes my boyfriend. Let me make him drink my blood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. Which, uh, you know, so shows that, I mean, though she has come a long way, there's still some things like she doesn't always make the best choices about. You've come a long way, baby. You've come a long way to go. I don't know. You were quoting something. (laughs) Recording something. Quoting something. Oh, that's RuPaul says that all the time. Uh, She's probably quoting something else. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, I love Buffy. She's such a great character. And I can't wait to see what happens to her in college. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our season reflection as a whole. We're going to don't give... Don't say whole. Don't say whole. We're going to give our top and bottom five episodes. Speaking of whole. Yes, of the season. Zach, do you want to start us off? Sure. So I um used a tier creator thing. Like um I've I've seen people do it for like video games and stuff like that. Yes. Um and like they used they use their own like tiers are like S tier is like the best, right? It's like uh-huh. superior or whatever. And then, and then the rest of it is like a grading scale, like A, B, C, D. Yes. F. Uh, I changed them up a little bit, the names. <laughs> so I started with, um, I'll start with the top five, which I called Goddess Tier. All right. Uh, and this is um, starting with number five, uh, Band Candy. Uh-huh. The Prom. Yes. Uh, graduation Day Part One. Oh. Graduation Day Part Two. Oh. <laughs> and Doppelgangland. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Let, I'm going to go ahead and give five. my top yes. five. So my top five, uh, rounding out the bottom, is Homecoming. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, fourth, I chose Helpless, which I was very surprised to not see on your top five. Yeah, it's up there for me, but it's... Number three, I chose The Prom. Number two, I chose Anne. And then number one, I chose Doppelgangland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's That was your number one, too, right? Yeah, Doppelgangland. Yeah, so... <laughs> the um, gay one is our favorite. Ooh. Who would have thought? All right, bottom five. Uh, bottom five. Okay, Beauty and the Beasts. <laughs> that was easy. That's the very bottom. Yeah, this is... I'm going from worst to... to Best. Right? Yeah. Yes. Worst to less worst. <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beasts. Gingerbread. Revelations. Oh. Um, I just don't... I, it's not like one of my favorites. I don't. I don't think that that one is bad. I other than Beauty and the Beast, I don't think any of these are bad. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, amends, <laughs> obviously. And I don't know what I was thinking when I put this here, actually. But I put Consequences as the next one. Yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> All right, my bottom five. I'm gonna start at the top of my bottom five. So these first three I do not consider bad episodes, but season three is fantastic. So they had to be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my top of my bottom five is oh god, choices. <laughs> uh, my next one is Dead Man's Party. Mm. Yeah. My next is Earshot. Oh, interesting. I yeah, I mean, I liked Earshot, but like Yeah. No, I so get it. I, I think it's fair. Like I can't I couldn't I I was looking at all these episodes and I'm like I can't put them in all those episodes are in either B or C tier. Right. No, yeah, I'm going to share my tier my full tier ranking or like tier labels here in a minute. Uh, I think we should save that for Instagram because that's just a list of 22 episodes. No, no. I mean, my oh, yo, your labels. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So um, then, the then also in C tier, I have Gingerbread, mm-hmm. which is the second worst, which is one I actually don't like. <laughs> and then nothing is in F tier. D tier has one entry in its Beauty and the Beast. I have to do mine over. Oh, God. Because I, I just realized you're giving the tiers and I should have done that while Oh, I was you don't it. have to. It's fine. It's fine. But I think it puts it in more perspective. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> just say what tiers they're in. Okay, so these are the names of my tiers. Goddess tier, Slayers, Cordelia tier. So those are like all great, right? Yes. It's like amazing. S-A-B. Great. Really good. Fun filler. Xander tier. Watchers Council ideas. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you named Fun Filler like one of the lower tiers. I feel like that's just a category of episode, not a quality judgment. That one to me. Okay, so like Goddess Tier is like, these are amazing. These are like episodes that I would say, you've never seen the show. You need to see this episode. Uh Slayers are like, these are really good. So I put like Helpless, Homecoming, and The Wish, right? Uh Uh-huh. Cordelia tier are episodes that are awesome and really great, but like if you didn't see them, it wouldn't be like they're not there. They're not necessarily there uh-huh. all the time, like Cordelia. Uh, fun filler is like it's just there for funsies. Like it doesn't really need to be there. I think if and an then, episode is there for funsies, it can still be a goddess tier episode, though. And I mean, I get okay. Well, let me do my tier list. Sorry, you do yours how you want. <laughs> Xander tier is like this is bad. Yes, <laughs> clearly. And then Watchers Council ideas, Mama, this is garbage. Right. So what were the tiers of your bottom episodes? So Beauty and the Beast was Watcher Watchers Council ideas. Yes. 
Xander Tier was uh, Gingerbread and Revelations. Uh-huh. And then Fun Filler was um, Amends and Consequences. That's that's really low for Revelations. I don't dislike Revelations so much, but I also there are parts of it that annoy me. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, the whole like intervention thing. Faith, a word of advice. You're an idiot. All right, so That's now fun. my favorite part of this segment, statistics. Stance. All right, so season one, I my uh, average score was a 7.25. Zach's was 7.19. Uh, and I gave, without averages, I just chose to give season one a 6.5. Zach gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, for season two, my average was eight, and Zach's was 7.9. Mm-hmm. And I chose to give it an eight point the season an eight point five and Zach chose to give it a nine. Mm-hmm. This season, drum roll please. <laughs> <laughs> My average episode ranking was eight point five, um. which is point five higher than season three mm. and uh one point two five higher than season one. And those are numbers. <laughs> yes. And Zach's was 8.7, which Ooh. is 0.8 higher than season two for <laughs> Zach. Yeah. Zach, I want I you that tracks. I want you to guess how many episodes you gave a perfect or greater than perfect score <laughs> this season. Four. One, two, three, four, five. That one was an 11 for doppelgangland uh-huh wait was that yeah that was doppelgangland uh so that's the fifth one six seven <laughs> eight nine those episodes are band candy uh-huh. the wish yes uh that's wrong that's not okay helpless okay uh bad girls oh okay concert wait no doppelgangland uh-huh uh and then the final four episodes of the season choices the prom graduation day part one graduation uh-huh. day part two <laughs> yeah uh that is so funny to me i was really feeling the nostalgia i guess our guest score average uh we only had three of them but it was that's not right it says 8.64 but it's 9.5 9.59 so that i don't know what my my formula must be wrong there uh, I must have included something. Oh no no no! That's not the guest score average. So the, so the total average when you average me and you together, mm-hmm. uh, for season two it was n- seven point nine. I don't have one for season one for some reason. I didn't put a formula there. It was seven point nine five for season two. For season three it was eight point six five. So yeah, significantly better. Zach, mm-hmm. I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Considering you gave season two a nine, I want to hear your overall rating of this season, regardless of your average. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Oh, right. That gives season three a ten. There is, out of all the episodes, honestly, there is only one episode that I think is actually bad. Uh huh. Beauty and the Beasts. And all the rest of them, I think, are fine at worst. <laughs> that's my opinion. I, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. Uh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> oh, wait. I have to. Do I have I have to do it in relation to the whole show? I mean, I guess you don't have to. I mean, there can be two seasons that are 10 and you can choose one over the other, I guess. But like, this is real up there. One of your favorite seasons of the show. Yeah, for sure. Top three. <laughs> if you have oh, four at least. tens, then yeah. 
So, all yeah, right. no, this is definitely, I mean, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Well, I'm not surprised given that you gave nine tens this season. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really hard for me too, though, because I'm like, I love all of them. But yeah, right. I, if I was going to, I, I'm pretty sure three would be in my top three. I think I don't, I'm going to see how I feel after we watch the rest of it. I think this is a fantastic season. I'm giving it a nine. The, the, I, I mean, it's really good. There's, mm-hmm. it also has gingerbread and beauty and the beasts. Uh, some faith stuff could have been more developed and the cheating storyline is a little uncomfortable. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I feel like too, even like when I say bad, I just mean like, I don't necessarily like the way they did it. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, like. I guess, <laughs> well, I just had a whole thing about how I didn't like the way they did the angel breakup, but that was like an element of the episode. I didn't like how they did Beauty and the Beast, like just the whole thing, really. So, and um, I, okay, go ahead. Sorry. And I, but I, in overall, though, even the things that I don't like, I still think are like solid choices in this season. Well, I feel like this is going to be very easy, and I want us to do it together at the same time. So, starting with our favorite season so far i want to rank them in descending order so zachary uh we'll do three two one and then we'll say the number of the season uh starting with the best season best all right so far yes the best so far uh this is going to be super easy everyone's going to be able to guess it so three two one three three zachary you're like three i don't know i didn't understand your instructions three all right next one i thought you were just you just said the order but you were counting oh no (laughs) next one three two one two Two. next one three two one one one, obviously and i i love season one season one is amazing my objective score is at 6.5 but i will never ever skip season seasons one. one through seven are my children i've adopted them and i love all of them equally just some of them are kind of bad (laughs) <laughs> right so let me move into my copy i love all of my children equally i don't really care for job i don't care much for job all right so um uh zach f- mm. just for fun i would like just to give fun. our top and bottom five of the series so far you think you're up to that well, I made this whole fucking tear thing again. <laughs> yeah, I made him do this. Okay. Um, this got even wilder, honestly. Um, it's so hard to rate episodes, especially when there there are 56 now. There are some of them that I don't know that I 100% stand by. I feel pretty solid about the bottom. Okay. All right, go ahead. Am start. I going first again? Uh, I'll start first. Yeah, this I was going to say, let's, me, let's change it up. It's my turn this is my moment let's fuck shit up all right so i'm gonna start from the bottom of my top five now we're here number five nightmares (laughs) i just had to include a season one and i think that is my favorite uh number four innocence Mm. Uh, what's that do number three halloween number two prophecy girl and, oh, wait, no, is this from season two? Hmm. I don't have a season three episode on here. Wait, I'm looking in the wrong, I'm looking at the wrong Kyle's copy. Fucking butts. I was like, this isn't right. All right. Hold, please. Mm. I know I wrote, th- okay. Let me try that again. 
Mm-hmm. So, in ascending order, starting with the bottom of my top five, I have Halloween. Number four, I have Anne. I love Anne so much. Mm. Uh, Anne has got to be my favorite season premiere episode of the entire series, I think. Number three, I have Becoming Part Two. Number two, I have Helpless. And number one, what do you think I have? Doppelgangerland. Doppelgangerland. What about you, Zachary? So, <laughs> my top <laughs> five were really heavily influenced by this season. I'm That's seeing I, now. You, you clearly enjoy this. You gave it nine tens. One of them was an eleven. There's one. Okay, I definitely put this one too low, and I'm gonna. Oh, Zach is changing his list I'm as we record. Pooping it on up there. I'm going to switch that. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is my top five, starting from the bottom. Band Candy. Ooh. Passion. Ah. Graduation Day Part Deux. Halloween. Halloween. Doppelgangerland. I love that Halloween is in both of our top fives. Uh, That's awesome. Because it's amazing. And oh, Doppelgangerland gosh. is both of our top ones. Prophecy Girl is probably like six. I'm, I'm kind of sad Prophecy, Prophecy Girl, Girl is not there. but Prophecy Girl is in my goddess tier. Ha-ha. Uh, uh, and I personally, I think Prophecy Girl is better than either of the graduation days. In my opinion. <laughs> Zach had to take that in for a second. I was thinking about it. I feel like I don't know. I just have more of an emotional response to graduation day, but I think it's just that whole like culmination thing and right, the, right, right. The, the last battle type situation mm-hmm. always fucks me up. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the, <laughs> true, true, true. The Battle of Hogwarts. All that uh-huh. shit just destroys me every time. All anyway, right. my the top of my bottom five. Number five is Ted. <laughs> uh, next is Beauty and the Beasts. And my final three have not changed from my bottom three episodes of the series last season. <laughs> so we have Inca Mummy Girl mm-hmm. and then Go Fish and then Teacher's Pet. The three of those are my only F tier episodes. So that was from worst to best to worst best of to the worst. worst. Okay, I'll do that too then. All right, this is my Watchers Council ideas tier. <laughs> is it does it and only I, have 5? They are all in there, yeah. Uh Gingerbread. Mm, I put that in D tier. The Pack. Oh, yep, that one's down there. Beauty and the Beasts. Inca Mummy Girl. Teacher's Pet. You don't have Go Fish in there, you bitch. Go Fish is right above it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um yeah, so like actually Go Fish and Ted are right above. They're the they're the in the Xander tier, right above. Oh, the Xander tier. All right, so let's move on. And now like Xander tier is like crappy, but you wouldn't like kick him out of the series. Right. <laughs> true, true. He does have to stay there, if only so that we can uh make fun of him some more. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna move on to MVP numbers for this season. There's just gonna be a lot of numbers, so bear with me. Um uh, disclaimer, these include any episode that we chose m- multiple people for MVP. I did not include the list of all the people. I just put that in that character's number, including the graduating class of Sunnydale High, which we both chose for the MVP of Graduation Day Part 2. So this is frequency 
of MVP yes. chosenness. Yes. So, and Shwazine. this is not in order because I did this all at work the other night and <laughs> I didn't take time to put it in order. Uh, so I, it's just an order of episodes mm-hmm. for me and for you, I guess. So for season three, I gave Oz three, Giles two, Faith one, Willow four, Cordelia four, mm. Buffy five, Spike one. <laughs> and, and the only episode, the episode he was in, in the se- season, yeah. Uh, Xander, 100% of the episodes he was in. Yes. Xander, two. The Mayor, two. Uh, and Angel, three. The multiples were Oswillo Xander had one. Uh, Giles Buffy Angel had one. That was for uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, graduation graduating class had one. Zax is a little... Actually, no. It's It has 12 instead of 13. So Zach's list is Buffy with seven... One of them was Buffy, I guess, in amends. <laughs> <laughs> Giles had five. One of them was for Ripper, and one of them was for Wishverse Giles. So mm-hmm. Giles is the only character to have uh, different versions of him receive <laughs> MVP. <laughs> you also gave one to Spike. So Spike is the only character to have a unanimous mvp for 100 percent of his episodes this season <laughs> willow had five cordelia had three xander had two the mayor had one uh faith had two angel had two uh your multiples were buffy and cordelia had one for homecoming mm-hmm. uh giles buffy and angel had one for enemies and you had the graduating class as well so now the season three totals combined Buffy has 12. One of them is Buffy, I guess. (laughs) Giles has seven. Willow has nine, which is uh, she ranks second. Giles and Cordelia rank third, both with seven. Uh, Fourth is Angel with five. Fifth is Xander with four. And then uh, the rest except Spike are tied with three. The Mayor, Faith, and Oz. And Spike has two. (laughs) I don't think... uh Angel's going to be getting many more. I don't think so. Although he could. I mean, he's he going to appear in some episodes. Uh, now our totals for the series. Uh, and these ones are almost in order. So number one, obviously the Duchess <laughs> of Bafonia herself with <laughs> 30 MVPs across 56 episodes. Uh, and that would be 112 MVP votes because uh, 56 times two. Uh, Willow with 21 comes in at second, and no one else is even close. Mm. So we have Giles with 12, Cordelia (laughs) and Angel both with 11, Mm. Xander with 10. He got a few in season two. Mm. Um, And then we have Drusilla with four. She still ranks just under Xander and above all these others. But most of these others are uh, one-season characters, basically. So Mm. we've got... Jenny and Kendra both with three and Angelus and the master both with one. And I didn't include any like one episode characters in here, like Dr. Gregory that I did in the first season. You gave that episode to Dr. Gregory. I did. I was like, he's a good teacher. (laughs) Uh, And that was such a stupid episode. (laughs) All right. So let's move on Uh, to the gay part of our reflections. Uh, Zach, what would you say are the most overt queer themes of this season? Um, well, Faith, obviously wanting to fuck Buffy. Absolutely. Do I want her? Do I want to fuck her? Do I want mm-hmm. to be her? Mm-hmm. The answer is all of the above. That is the most overt queer theme of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there's also like Buffy's kind of latent bisexuality as well, sort mm-hmm. of implicit in that. Right. In Bad Girls. Her down low tickle. <laughs> um, I do feel like there is this ongoing thing of Xander being sort of obsessed with Angel still a little right. bit here and there. Not as much. Oh, course, and I didn't even mention two. this in this episode. I can't remember what episode it was, but he was like, look at those basketball guys all muscly and tall or something like that. I can't. Re- yeah. It was an earshot, maybe. I don't know. It was in. Yeah. 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 It was in a late season. And he's episode. like, well, we're just supposed to love him because he can get a ball through a hoop. And then he's like, oh, my God, he said my name. Yeah. That. that yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, OK, Xander. Mm-hmm. I was like, have they still not decided yet? Right. There's a little bit, there's a small, small amount. It's minuscule because she's dead in that same episode of, um, <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of like sexual tension between Joyce and, um, what's her name? Kathy? Oh, oh, Pat. 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 That's right. Here comes Pat shit. Here comes Pat shit. Yeah. I always <laughs> call her Kathy because that's what I think in my head. Oh, when yeah. <laughs> when Buffy sees her. Do you want to talk to my mom? Yeah. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> uh. Any, uh, All right, yeah, Joyce and Pat Pat comforting Joyce mm-hmm. while her daughter's away. Uh, I feel like just the theme of, like, you know, the whole theme of identity is, you know, really, uh, really uh, easy for queer people to latch on to. Oh, yeah. I and mean, then the duality, like, ooh, there's the part of me that's gay, and then there's the part of me that doesn't want to be gay. I do think, and I don't know how much of this is the show and how much is this is me and the environment we're in right now, but there is, like, an element, too, of, like, anger and pushing back oh, against... Oh, with the Watchers Council? Yeah, like pushing back against people trying to put these unfair restrictions and rules on you. Oh, and just so I don't forget, I was going to do this at the end, but I don't have it in my notes. I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, you should follow a woman uh, called Erin in the Morning, E-R-I-N in the Morning, on TikTok and Twitter, or you can just search her, and she has this like email chain thing that she does where she updates uh, people on all the trans stuff happening around the country and she has good stuff too on her tiktoks she has like a green light background for whenever good stuff happens and she's Mm. talking about good stuff red light background whenever she has to talk about bad stuff and so if you're like i can't deal with this right now you can scroll past the red one and watch it later and stuff that's who i was thinking you were talking about because i identify tiktokers by their content not their usernames because i don't remember that yes (laughs) i'm like recipe ronda guy (laughs) <laughs> right or um for waiting for guffman trumper wire you up teacher guy oh yes him or i'm um, not going to say his name because yeah well i found out he was trumper now i'm like i can't yeah, watch obviously any anymore. <laughs> barf um and then i don't know i can't think of any other examples yeah so aaron in the morning look her up to keep yourself informed she uh, covers u.s trans legislation and stuff like that yeah. uh also take a look into the aclu drag defense fund i hmm. heard about that from peppermint on drag her so uh look into those things and anything more that you can think of mm-hmm. uh all right so let's move on to the gayest moment of the season the gaiety uh I'm going to start with you, Zachary. I feel like this is a pretty easy one. I was going to say the two kisses shared between Buffy and Faith. Oh, yes. So I feel like Faith's kiss is gayer than Buffy's kiss. Yeah, definitely. Buffy's is way more platonic. It's like, "Mm." but Faith's kiss is like. Can you go coma, Faith? Mm." (laughs) (laughs) And Faith's kiss is like. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it has jazz hands. That's how I could Zach. He didn't. Jazz. He, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do jazz hands. I just want to point out, but that kiss had jazz hands. <laughs> yes. The way he did it. And I was showing um, him the old, giving him the old razzle dazzle. That's a good one. I was thinking. Um, uh, vampire Willow being like, uh, oh no, it was Willow. She's like, uh, does that mean we have to snuggle? Right. That's my fa- That's my gayest moment of the. And season. I think I'm kind of gay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, so we've got the. That was the, the most literal gay moment. Yes, we've got the bisexual kisses. We got the. I think I'm kind of gay. We've Although got it the technically snuggling. be masturbation. Yes, is it masturbation? Is it incest? <laughs> which one is it? The world will never know. She's also a vampire, which Mutual throws in a different thing to it. Because she's also not Willow. Like, she's a vampire. I mean, yeah. she's a vampire with Willow's characteristics, possibly. But she's like... fucking a demon who's wearing her body. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So, yeah, interesting. From an uh, alternate dimension. All right, Zach. We've gotten into the spoiler discussion section of this Reflections Eep. episode. Eep. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to in season four? Oh I love season four. I'm really I... excited. For, like the more, the closer <laughs> we get to it, I'm like, I love this episode and this episode and this episode is terrible, but I love it and I'm going to give it a ten. <laughs> I just laughing because you asked me what I was looking forward to, and I started talking, and you and me sorry, sorry, like... keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> that is what happened. I am really looking forward to. Um, oh wait, you have to give your Kevin warning. Oh shit, we didn't do it. Okay, warning, warning. Yes, warning. Spoilers ahead. This is where we will be doing spoilers. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the awkwardness of the college, especially the beginning, yes. and the whole storyline of Buffy like readjust all of them actually readjusting to like college life and kind Mm -hmm. of it's almost like a reset for them in some ways but then they grow from there i'm looking forward to that i am looking forward to the evil bitch monster of death yes and that's the first episode i forgot i'm so happy (laughs) and uh let's see what else i am looking forward to anya i'm looking forward to loving everything except adam (laughs) right and pangs Oh, I think Pangs is a really funny episode. It's like cringe funny. Yes. It's like, yeah. They they tried. They tried. (laughs) It's just really... Anyway, I'm excited about that. Um, I am also a spoiler about our lives. We got kind of drunk last weekend and watched like four or five episodes into it because we were excited about it. Um, But yeah, I'm really into that. The thing I am most excited for is beer bad i am not (laughs) i I actually what i'm most excited for is hush and tara of course and then new moon rising with willow coming out Mm -hmm. and then beer bad (laughs) yes oh my god we're gonna get tara i'm so happy Mm, it's gonna be wonderful i haven't been able to talk about tara at all i can't wait for that scene where they all stand up to her family that's season five isn't it oh it is shit well i can't wait for that either (laughs) me either (laughs) Every once in a while, I think about that Xander line. He's like, well, I swear by your full and manly beard. Uh, I keep, yes. Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking about Hush and how, like, we we can't possibly pretend that we don't know that Willow and Tara are a thing immediately. 
<laughs> like there's no way because that moment but like it's not obvious but like it's obvious it's not not obvious yeah exactly and appa- i heard that apparently for Tara wasn't supposed to be a love interest for willow when they wrote that episode and i was like press x to doubt i was like <laughs> there is no fucking way someone in that room was like willow is going to fuck tara like right. <laughs> there's no way uh yeah that is honestly the really what i'm most excited for is tara and oh to yeah tara. See tara and talk about tara it's gonna be great tara say tara one more time i fucking love tara <laughs> oh my god tara i am really excited for the cheese fest that is the initiative Oh my god! And the the giant warehouse with like the tin foil pit. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you need a swimming pool covered in aluminum foil? <laughs> um, like you got like voice voice activated elevators behind mirrors in the dorm room, but you can't like or in the frat house or whatever. Anyway, um, uh, I'm excited for where the wild things are. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, the sex, the wall. sex one, yeah, sex, <laughs> sex wall, the wonder wall episode. Yes. Oh my gosh. The, excuse me. The orgasm wall, and uh. like how everyone is just touching it, and they're just fine jizzing in their pants in front of everyone in the room. Like, what is going <laughs> on? Uh, beer bad. I said that already. Something blue. <laughs> Spike lips, the lips faith, of Spike, the Faith two parter, mm. sp- really good episodes. Uh, one, uh, the second one might make me cry. Uh, I just can't like. I don't understand why this season gets so much hate. I love it. Uh, I, I the main storyline is like really. I mean, Adam barf. is terrible. The initiative is not a great like villain thing, and like Maggie Walsh should have stayed around longer. But I. But I, I don't know. There's so many redeeming factors. I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I feel the like story, season four is so gay. The storyline of Spike and the chip. I'm excited oh, for. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck does... Okay. Spike had a trip to the vet, and now he doesn't chase the other puppies anymore. And then the constant... We're constantly going to be like, why don't you fucking kill this guy? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, literally man. tried to murder you so many times. Superstar. The last time you saw him, he threatened to shove a bottle through Willow's face. Exactly. A superstar. I'm also, so he literally excited for tries superstar. to eat Willow. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't the last time. Actually, the last time they see him is before that because that's when he comes and tries to get the gem of Amara. Oh, I'm talking about season three. The last time before season four that they see him. I know. Yeah. I was just making sure. But before to the chip, yeah, I, I, okay, I see what you're talking that about. <gasps> Harmony, I'm so excited for <laughs> Harmony. Oh my god, I I didn't realize she had like nothing in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I thought she was like around at least, but she was barely she was even around, barely in the background. Right, I think she was like only in Graduation Day and The Wish in season Has, three. Like, five lines. Yeah, it seems I'm like so excited for Harmony. Mercedes McNabb is awesome. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm so excited for this season. Uh, do you have any guesses on what might hit different in season four, considering the rest of the series so far? Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking this, like, the gradual, like, relationship breakdown and then the <laughs> the really cheesy, like, spell to make Super Buffy is going to be more poignant now that we've mm-hmm. done a, a uh, focused rewatch. I think, and this is funny because I think this is the part of the season that lots of people like, but I didn't at, before Restless. Um oh. I I think I'm going to enjoy that a lot more. 
No, I think a lot of wrestlers. I feel like people have a lot of mixed feelings towards wrestlers. I, I feel like that one is going to feel a lot cooler, like looking at all the elements of it. And like, I always thought it was like just kind of funny. And like, I understood that there was like foreshadowing and like, uh-huh. you know, talking about what was to come and everything. But it, it always felt really anticlimactic, especially the first time you watch it. Like, they have the epic showdown with Adam in the penultimate episode, right? And then they just uh-huh. take a nap. <laughs> right uh, and have weird dreams about cheese uh-huh. man cheese man yes i and wear the cheese also it it's really funny me. to me that they have all this foreshadowing with the faith dream and then none of that happens in season four it doesn't happen until season five right um i i thought that i would think that oz and willow breaking up was going to hit different but after watching through all season three i'm like I don't care. Give me Tara. <laughs> like I'm well, going to yeah. be like, uh, that kind of sucks for Oz, but like, you know, he's going to find himself. Give me, well, like, give me the Tara. The first time you're watching it, right. It's totally different. Cause you don't know. Right. And then you get, and then you're like, Oh no. Oz and Willow, no. Yeah. And, and then, it's, but it's then completely different for me because um, mm-hmm. I didn't know Oz when I started watching, I started you watching with, with, with Tara. Tara. So yeah. So you're the whole time you're like, Oh, we'll just, give me the tarot part right exactly so i'm like uh, whatever but i do think that new moon rising with the whole oz and tara tension is going to you know affect me more like i'm going to have more of an appreciation of it in that episode mm. when he gets mad because she got her stank all over her stank you smell like her <laughs> anyway <laughs> that was our recap of season four <laughs> right <laughs> i'm so excited about so many parts of season four mm-hmm. um what about the rest of the series what are you looking forward to considering what we've watched so far um glory oh god i cannot wait for glory we're only a season away now i can't wait i think i've gotten like a little bit like very very slightly choked up or i don't even feel like it's really noticeable in a couple episodes talking uh-huh. so far i feel like i am gonna actually cry when we talk about the body and I'm excited to do that. Oh my gosh. The body is going, I'm going to be like, we're not watching this together. We're not watching this before we record because I, I don't want to watch the body and then immediately record an episode. I don't think That's I can a do lot. that. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Dark Willow saga. Of course. Of course. Dark Willow. The music. How? <sighs> I mean, th- this is just stuff we're always going to be excited for. Um, pers- Meet you starting with your bottom. <laughs> yes uh let's see i'm trying to think of anything i'm more looking forward to now that we've gone through season three season seven is one like mm-hmm. i've watched a couple of episodes of season seven like last night and i was like there's like a lot of like bookends like a lot of parallels to season one in season seven mm-hmm. which i hadn't hadn't noticed in previous watches yeah i would say season seven is kind of like even like the feel of the episodes like the monster of the week episodes is Mm -hmm. really similar i would say if you'd asked me before season seven was probably like last place for me in terms of like if you were ranking them and i'm curious to see if that remains the same Mm -hmm. of course i'm excited for the uh payoff finally of uh little miss muppet counting down from 730 Uh, the first, I'm excited for the first part. I'm not excited for the second part. Right, the seven three zero. The seventh is it? You're didn't... excited for Little Miss Muffet? Yes, <laughs> who of course who is Don? If you don't, I feel like everyone knows that at this point. But if you don't know, Little Miss Muffet is Don, sometimes called Umad. Yes, sometimes it's called Umad. Uh, Tabula Rasa. Goodbye to you. 
I'm totally planning on singing half of that when we get to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 730 is supposed to be the amount of days until Buffy dies, right? Roughly, yeah. But then, like, it's not exactly right. It's, like, about approximate. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me, but I digress. But uh, I digest. I digest. And then all, with all the magic stuff, I'm super excited for uh like the development of that through the next three seasons culminating in Tara and Willow's breakup which eventually leads to Dark Willow. I really didn't traditionally care for the whole magic as a drug storyline. Uh-huh. And, and I'm I, curious to see how I feel about it when we get to it. I feel like it's still going to be a little ham-fisted and annoying. Yeah. However, I feel like there's so like there's so much foreshadowing that I did not catch like ever before in these first three seasons mm. and it's going to keep happening through the next two seasons right. i'm pretty sure of giles basically like from the get being like um the fuck Why and like with everyone being scared of willow doing the curse on angel in season two like basically the first time she yeah. has any real magic and it's it is really creepy yeah so it's i'm excited to go into season six with that perspective mm-hmm. and then of course season seven when she like uh who gains a more healthy relationship with magic mm oh my god one of my favorite episodes i think it's in my top five of the entire series is same time same place which is the season episode season seven episode when willow comes back and she's invisible oh, yeah. i love that i don't think people like care about that episode i fucking love that episode i think yeah. it's so good it's uh i didn't like it in- initially but then i realized i don't like it because it's like it it's like touching me emotionally and i was like i don't like my emotions right now <laughs> but i on rewatch i was like oh yeah this is good shit yeah i watched it this morning because i just felt like it and i cried because mm. it's just so fucking good Ugh, i love that episode so much all right well any any final thoughts about uh the seasons coming up um i'm really excited for the first episode of season six. Oh. I just really like that part where they bring Buffy back and like the whole, the intensity of the scene and the build up to it. The whole intensity and like the darkness of season six. I know a lot of people don't like, but there's just so much to talk about with it. And Mm -hmm. and again, it was my first season and I love season six. It's not, it's not my like top favorite, although it has some of my favorite storylines. Like and some least favorite storylines. Dark with them. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the Dark Willow storyline is great. I think getting there by killing Tara is reprehensible. Terrible. Yeah. We don't like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tears. From my face. <laughs> Flames on the side of my face. And they, we do even get build up to that as well. <gasps> what? Hmm? Build up to Tara dying? No. The oh. Dark Willow. Oh, well, yeah. The, we just said that. I mean, but like... Like preview of specifically Dark Willow, like. Are you talking about a specific moment? Yeah. What are you talking about? Bag of knives. Bag of tricks. I Bag of owe knives. You pain. <laughs> it's really funny because I was just listening to the Prophecy Girls episode on that episode, and it's really funny because the I owe you pain is like really impressive because it mm-hmm. seems that she really hurts Glory, but then yeah. she like cuts her up with some broken glass and she waves some wind around, and holding her in tar is really cool. That was her big. Well, yeah, that was her bazooka. But then and she then... just does fancy telekinesis. 
but yeah but the uh, but the fact that she can like still like yeah, yeah, stop yeah, yeah. her at all is pretty still crazy uh, i am so excited it's so cool i okay we have to we could do this all night but i also really like spiral when she makes that big bubble around them and like oh yeah protects them in that uh gas station or whatever and <clears throat> Anyway, and now I'm not gonna get into the. I'm, I guess I cannot wait for the Buffy, the first Buffy Glory fight. Oh yeah, so I great. love is You hit me. <laughs> you can't just hit, hit people. people. Oh great, she says in that whole season, she says like, "Oh, stronger than humans." Who isn't like twenty times? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for Glory. Did somebody order an apocalypse? <laughs> God, Claire Claymer. Claire Kramer, Claire Kramer, mm. fantastic. I just saw a picture with her and Charisma Carpenter and someone else. I can't remember who the third person was. Maybe it was Tom Lank or something. I can't mm. wait for Andrew mm. Buffy Slayer of the Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> and I Anya, can't wait for Superstar for Anya interrogating him in the bathroom. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh, I love Anya so much. We haven't talked enough about Anya. I cannot wait for there to be more Anya. That's part of why I'm so excited about four for sure. Yes, absolutely. And then Willow's like constant antagonism toward her. <laughs> 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 okay, we have to stop because we we're must. excited for. Well, I feel like we're just going to keep saying the same things just without saying the most recent season <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Maybe we, we should get just to this stop section. doing the whole series <laughs> and just say the well, next. Well, my season. idea was. For it to be like based on stuff from the previous few seasons, true, like, true. like new what, what new things we? we're looking for. Yeah, but yeah. like anyway, we just we just like this show too much. All right, <laughs> any, yeah, it's like we have a podcast about it. Or something. Uh, any final things, Zachary, you'd like to mention before we wrap up? Um, I like cheese. I also like cheese. All right, everyone. So while Zach. Pulls up another episode outline so that he can read to you where you can find us. I'm going to give you, because I didn't put it in this outline, I'm going to uh, tell you our overview of our upcoming episode schedule once more. So in two weeks, you're going to hear a no doubt fantastic episode with Scared Gay about a movie featuring Sarah Michelle Gellar that we might have alluded to in uh, When She Was Bad. Mm. And uh, two weeks after that, we're going to have a Buffy Gays game night. We're coming up with some silly little games to play that we can play on mic that uh, I am expecting to be very fun and hopefully hilarious. Hilarious. bear. Uh, and, oh, I think we're going to try a new thing for our intros on that episode as well. So you really want to tune into that one. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after that. So let me just do, let me just look at a calendar real quick so I know the exact date. So two weeks after that, on May 15th, you're going to hear The Freshman. Mm. And I'm going to be playing The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) Frosh. (laughs) All right, Zach, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us now that we're done with season three? That's it for season three. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find podcasts or cast. You can support us by leaving a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BuffyGazePod. 
Yes, you can also reach out to us through email at buffygaze at gmail.com. Leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash buffygaze. And please share us with your friends. I finally made another TikTok this week. A TikTok. I saw it. I should go in and uh, look at my TikTok. And hopefully I'll make some more. Uh, our semester is over in a few weeks. So mm. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> hoping on uh, getting some TikToks in once finals are done. And I'm thinking about just fully not doing classes this summer. <laughs> And but also not doing TikToks, <laughs> as per usual. Um, well, maybe I will do. TikTok. Maybe you will. That's I a did challenge. do one TikTok. You did. That's a challenge to you on Zachary. my own personal TikTok because yes. I didn't uh, know how to get onto the button. It happens. It's the same password as everything else. Mm. Uh, this has been season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Join us in two weeks for a very wonderful bonus episode with scared gays Pablo and Paul about a Sarah Michelle Gellar movie. And I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side and sometimes I want to kill myself. (laughs) Something something Sebastian blowjob stepbrother. (laughs) Till next time. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your uh, Bubby Gaze. Uh, Bubby Gaze. Angel, do you shave? <laughs> How do you see yourself? <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> I had to give options. Goodbye. I didn't Wait, see did you, I so say I happy must, slaying? I should have known you were there. Happy slaying. Think... <laughs> Goodbye. Happy slaying. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, bye-bye now. Zachary Reichard, oh no! I get away from me. I keep. This is it. This is where we break up. I have to. I I feel like I might have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely cut it. Out. I'll cut that out. Uh, and then I'll leave in the part where I say I'm going to cut it out at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, yes.